Hi there, this is Renee Fournay. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to my podcast. It is my prayer that it will be a blessing to you and that you would simply get to know this wonderful creation that you are, designed beautifully by the Master, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit Himself. Flaws? Well, yes. Brokenness? Of course. But know this, the more you embrace the cross, Jesus, the more your broken pieces are transformed into something ultimately beautiful. Now let's tune in to see what the Lord has to say today. Okay, so I have got to address this, this thing, this thing called brokenness. I've talked about it and you even hear me talking about it in the opening, the intro to most of my podcasts, uh, that we are all broken. Uh, but today I, I really feel the need to address brokenness because I really believe that if we're able to recognize that each of us have a different degree of brokenness in different areas of our lives, then I truly believe it would free us up from performing for acceptance. That old performance monster. We post so many things on our Instagram stories, our Facebook stories, on Twitter, and whatever uh, other social device we might have. We want to get likes. We want to be viewed. We want our pages viewed. Uh, We want to be looked upon as accepted or just ranked, I guess, in the top. I don't know. Uh, We want to feel like, oh, others look at us as, oh, she's good. Oh, she had an awesome post. So see, we do all of this, at least some of us do, uh, to feel accepted. And the truth of the matter is this. There is not one individual, one created being that can actually be at a place to say what you did was good enough. What you did was acceptable. Who you are is good enough. So then we must begin to, instead of looking to the other individuals to affirm us, we must look to Jesus to not only affirm us and accept us, but look to Jesus to be the one to let us know that we are, get this, number one, we are broken. We're broken from birth. We are born and shaped in iniquity. That is what the word of God says. So we are all broken. But Jesus desires to heal our brokenness. He desires to make us beautiful. He desires to make us what I call beautiful, broken, stained glass vessels. And I think I really, really, really believe that if you and I would own up to the fact that in all honesty, we are twisted, we're messed up individuals in some way or another, to some degree or another. I say this only because we are discipled for the most part, whether it's good or bad discipleship, we're discipled by another created being from the point of birth who is also broken messed up. Okay. So instead of looking to another individual to affirm, to accept, to receive us, this beautiful creation that God has made, 
We need to look to Christ to affirm us, to make us know that in Zephaniah 3.17, he says, I dance over you with joy and singing. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you and in his love. He will no longer rebuke you, but will dance over you with joy and singing. And that is even with our mess ups. So if we can focus in more on that and then begin to look to Christ to reveal the areas of our lives that's broken. And then we're able to say, hey, you know what? Let me own this part of me that is broken. Let me own this. I don't need to own anyone else's brokenness, anyone else's luggage, anyone else's baggage, because I can't. I can't even handle carrying my own luggage. So what I need to do is move towards God, please reveal to me the broken places in my life. And we need to say, why is it that I respond the way that I respond when a particular individual uh, rejects me or offends me? Why do I move towards a really bad feeling of myself when an individual acts out on you? Why do you choose to take on their hangups? The rejection, the offense occurs, and instead of reflecting upon what the individual did, you, why not take a self-evaluation? Through the eyes of the Spirit of God, that is. Ask God to open your eyes to see just why. Why is it that you are so injured, so offended? What happened at some point in your life to cause you to feel this way, to be this way? After God reveals what it is, You need to lay it at his feet and then go ahead and move forward and receive the healing that he provides. Know that we're going to all have different triggers that will produce in us different emotions that will cause us to respond in different ways. So, yeah, I think we really need to begin to openly talk about our brokenness, talk about owning our broken Nest, the broken places in our lives and even embracing that brokenness and just knowing that God can do something with it. He can use it for his glory if we choose to lay it at his feet. So, yes, it's OK. I am broken and I'm in the process of being healed. But guess what? So are you. You cannot fix my brokenness and I will not dare try to attempt to fix yours, but I will help you to see how to get to this Jesus that is able. He is more than able to heal the broken hearted and to heal your brokenness. And basically it's this, if we're aware of our brokenness, then we can be better equipped to take charge of our emotions And move towards healing as opposed to blaming for the painting. So yeah, let's get real and talk about this thing. So coming up next, you're going to hear me talk about my experience with brokenness and how God began to heal the broken places in my life. Okay, so broken, shattered pieces of my life. 
causes me to feel deep wounds when I'm rejected. I had an experience that left me shattered in places in my life. Having lost daddy and mommy, I found myself trying to cling tightly to family that I really never had a close bond with in the first place. So see, I lost them both at the age of 29, uh, within a three-month period. I felt like my life had been just ripped from out from under me. One relative I longed to connect with, though, she did something to me that was extremely hurtful. I tried to question for so long, for so many years, why she would be so maliciously hateful. I couldn't even understand it. Finally, I began to dialogue with Jesus and asking him why. And wow, did he show me the answer. It was not exactly what I wanted to hear. I really wanted to pinpoint something that I had done somewhere in time, something that I had said that I could actually maybe go back and fix. But in all honesty, it was not about an encounter with her at all. It was really about her brokenness. And get this, it was also about my brokenness. Yes, my own brokenness caused me pain from her stuff, her baggage, her luggage. As if I didn't have any luggage of my own. She wanted me to own her luggage. She wanted me to carry her bags. And I did just that. Dude, I can't even handle carrying my own luggage. (laughs) But now I'm trying to carry someone else's. All because I so longed for her acceptance. I had bags of rejection. Rejection all my life. Broken. My brokenness. Well, that's enough for me to deal with. I recognize it. So why in the world would I try to deal with someone else's brokenness? Why would I want to own their brokenness? But the Spirit of God began to reveal some truths to me and I began to embrace them. And once I embraced those truths that... Uh, my hang-up was more so that I was longing for acceptance, I began to move towards transformation into what I call a beautifully broken vessel. Yes, I'm feeling much better as I embrace truth, my truth. I initially felt so wounded and hurt and sometimes a feeling of being shattered due to the things that happened by this particular relative. But then my spirit man stepped in and began directing my heart. He said this to me, Renee, understand this. Individuals do malicious things under the direction of evil. They cannot, they cannot help but produce fruits of evil when under the influence of evil. Their fruit may hurt you momentarily But their fruit can never harm you if you choose to make the Lord most high your fortress and your dwelling. 
Renee, it matters not what others have done or the schemes others will conjure up to do against you. For the Lord your God will keep you from harm if you make him your dwelling place. See, we often get so stuck on what this individual did or the pain that they caused as opposed to getting stuck on the one who kept you from dying in the midst of it all. And I'm talking about dying emotionally. Sometimes you feel like, man, your tears are just, they're pouring out of you and that you're literally going to die from the, the emotional pain, the mental pain that's been caused weeping so bitterly within your soul. But we must acknowledge, see the hurt, see the injury, and let's keep it moving. See, the word of God says this in Proverbs 4, uh, and kind of summing up verses 20 through 27. I probably need to go ahead and read that. You know, this is just a keeping a real moment. It says, my son, I'll go ahead and say my daughter, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to my sayings. Don't lose sight of them. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and help to one's whole body. Guard your heart above all else for it is the source of life. Don't let your mouth speak dishonestly and don't let your lips talk deviously. Let your eyes look forward Fix your gaze straight ahead. Carefully consider the path for your feet and all of your ways will be established. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet away from evil. And let me just say this. Keep it moving. So he says, my son, my daughter, pay close attention to what I'm about to say. Don't lose sight of the word of God ever. Keep the word of God embedded in your heart so that when the lies of the enemy hits or the trials or the storms come and your heart is squeezed, the word of God oozes out so much so that you become a walking, talking Bible. Yep, recognize your brokenness, but have the truth of God's word embedded in your heart for whatever that broken place that the spirit of God reveals. He reveals where you're broken and he reveals the source of the brokenness. Then you go to his word and seek him in prayer. Find that word of God that you can replace that lie that occurred, um, that happened upon your soul, the lie that the enemy has planted within your heart, replace that with the truth of his word. So in verse 22, we're told uh, that the living word is life and it brings help to your entire body, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. If you keep the word of God packed in your heart, protecting it from the fiery arrows, you will live. You will live life, abundant life while here on earth. What am I saying? I'm saying this, I had to meditate on the truth the Spirit of God revealed to me about myself and my brokenness. And I'm, I'm, let me just say this, when he revealed it to me, it literally, the, it's almost like the pain that I was experiencing, the rejection that I was re- experiencing, it was like lifted up. And I was like, oh man, Wow. It doesn't hurt so bad anymore because now I see I have a condition going on in my heart that Jesus can heal. 
so you become aware of the sickness, hey, you can get the right medication for it, the right scripture for it. So I had to come to my own, uh, to come to own my reality of why things hurt so bad. And I had to own the damage caused by others as a child. And this inevitably allowed me to own why this thing, this injury, this offense hurt me so much. Check this out. Then I was able to sweetly embrace the truth of God's healing mercy. Psalms 147.3 says he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. It's like there are so many injuries that we've encountered in life and many of them have formed deep grooves, deep ruts in our brains that need to be dug out. Okay. And we need to replace that with the truth of God's word. Those ruts need to be filled in with the truth of God's word. Yes. In Romans 12 uh, verse 2, we're told to not embrace the trash the garbage in the rut, but we are to renew our minds daily so that we can come to know God's truth, his will, his good and perfect will, and his purpose for us on every day that we're blessed with. So it actually says it, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God? The Spirit of God then began to remind me of how my Heavenly Father, He's kept me, He's protected me since I was born. And then He said, He says this, guard your heart and mind. So I moved to watching carefully how I thought about the evil things or the injuries that had been sent my way. Ah, watch. Think about what you're thinking about. The mind is constantly running. You've got to be engaged. I, you know, if I were you, I would meditate upon the word of God and I would not just let my mind just be free of thoughts, free of, um, uh, we, we talk about meditating. If you're going to meditate, meditate upon his word. Keep his word flowing constantly throughout your mind. Setting my mind to gaze upon God's goodness has set me actually in the position to where I will have myself set up to embrace the ugly truth of whatever a particular rut might reveal. Let me say it again. Setting my mind to gaze upon God's goodness has set me up to position myself to embrace whatever the ugly truth is, whatever it might be from a particular rut that I might have. And then I'm able to discipline myself to replace it with the truth of God's word. So my truth is things I see and hear go through the fiber of rejection and defending if I fail to renew my mind in Jesus on any given day. This is my truth. I don't know what your truth is. It's a pretty big broken uh, area of my life. And God is healing me. My truth. My truth. Is that I will see and hear. 
sometimes everything through the fiber of rejection or through the filter of rejection and defending. That is only if I fail to renew my mind in Jesus on any given day. So then if that happens, I must make sure that if I fail to renew my mind on a given day, I can't be spending time trying to process the injury that happens. I really just need to dump it immediately and just say, hey, chick, you tired. You need to go sit down somewhere. Don't even process through it. Whatever they did or said, they didn't mean it that way. Um, By the way, they're broken. Just keep it moving. Because see, if you don't, if I don't do this, if you don't do this, then check this out. It's going to be used by the enemy to inflict a painful experience upon you that is so unnecessary that you know that every time you repeat what somebody did to you, especially if it was hurtful, very hurtful, every time you repeat it, you're just digging further and you're making that groove more embedded in your brain. I'm not telling you you don't process through it, but every time you repeat it, it's causing uh, more and more of a memory and the, the, the brain is really ch- tricky anyway. I've actually been told that it can't tell if, okay, you, you're actually experiencing it right now or if it happened five years ago. Some of us are carrying stuff from five years ago and we tell it just like it happened yesterday. Oh my gosh, please take that, take that. Take it and lay it at the feet of Jesus. Allow him to reveal to you why it hurts so bad. Because, see, I'm going to tell you something. The only, only person on this that, is, that, is, that you will ever come into contact with that will not injure you, that will not damage you, that will not wound you, is Jesus himself. He's the only perfect one. Let's look at verse 25 from that Proverbs 25 through 27, it actually says that as I discipline my eyes to look forward, I'm gazing at the path ahead that Jesus desires me to go. I can press into the best that God has for me. My path, my direction to take has to be established by the Lord. So then I must be disciplined in my thinking, keeping focus straight ahead on my Savior, following closely behind him to avoid the traps of, of evil. Just because someone else engages in evil and attempts to lure lure you in by their assault does not mean you have to connect and, and, and get engaged with them at that level. Don't engage. If you have already engaged, abort the mission. Only engage with Jesus. As believers, God desires us to live a life full of joy, full of peace. And this only happens as we connect to Jesus, the vine, John 15, go read it, read up on it. He says, if you connect with me, if you remain, if you stay with me, you'll bear much fruit. So connecting to Jesus pulls tremendous nutrients from him. So much so that good fruit just drops off. It drops from you wherever you go. That's if you're connected. And so we literally usher in peace and joy as we come and go if we connect to Jesus the vine. And when we leave the presence of others, they're left 
feeling uplifted. Remember, your truth, whatever is revealed by the Spirit of God, what the, the truth of what's going on or the rut, the baggage, whatever it is, own it, but it must be transformed into God's word, the living word, through the word. Truth is this. I am deeply loved. Truth? There is no need for me to defend me ever. For Jesus, Jehovah Nisi, will always defend me by revealing truth. Truth. Whatever reason God chose to have me encounter this level of heartache, he is the omni, and that is omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent God. He's the omni one. And he can do what he wants. And whatever he wants is always for my good. He loves me. The fiber of my soul, which comes from the abuse, the storms I've encountered due to others, and some due to self, have produced in me a greater limp. I surely praise and give thanks to God for it, the limp. For without the limp, I would become possibly unusable for his kingdom work due to the buildup of pride that would probably clog up my heart. I've learned that we often romanticize what we think we had in different relationships before the brokenness happened. And it takes the spirit of God to see the truth. Truth is this, again, I say, we're all broken individuals. The only one that entered this world and exited this world unbroken was Jesus. Though we are all broken, Jesus takes our brokenness and he makes us something beautiful in his hands as we surrender. As for me and my brokenness, I care deeply about people's, other people's brokenness because of my fibers and some of my broken pieces. I care about them so much so that I so want them to know that God dances over them with joy and singing. I want them to know that no matter what, God loves them and he's with them. Zephaniah 317. I also want them to know that truly it's okay because one day on the other side, full restoration does happen for us. But till then, I suggest that you do as I've made a choice to do. Keep making strides with your limp and your broken stained glass temple. Let me close with this truth. Romans 8, 28 and then Romans 8, 38 through, the, through 39. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. 
not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate me and you from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Broken, yes, but we're not shattered. God takes us and he makes us beautiful, broken, stained glass vessels as we surrender to him. Father, we thank you uh, for the revelation of your truth. We thank you for your Holy Spirit and the healing power, Lord, that comes from your spirit and your word. We thank you, Father, that there is no pain that we could ever experience that you're not familiar with. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that my sister that's listening or my brother that's listening here today, God, that you would make known to them the different areas of their life that they've yet to surrender to you. Father, uh, that childhood pain that they may be still carrying. God, we pray your healing power over them. Father, for that uh, injury that they may have encountered years ago, God, we pray your healing power over them. We pray, God, that your spirit would make known to them truth, your truth, God, and then make known to them, make known to us, God, how to live a life worthy of our calling by operating in your truth. Help us, Lord God, to release, Father, uh, the things of our past. Help us, Lord God, to embrace, Lord God, the things that you revealed to us. And then, Lord God, help us to begin renewing our minds in your holy word. Father, we pray this prayer and we know, God, that you're able to do far beyond what we could ask, think, or even imagine. God, I pray your spirit, your anointing over my dear sister's life, my dear brother's life. I pray, God, that you would infuse them with your power, God, that they can walk in an upright manner, holy and pleasing unto you, not taking on anyone else's baggage, not owning anyone else's junk, but simply owning the person that they've become, but beyond that, embracing the new person that you've made them to be. Father, we praise you, we give you glory, and we give you honor. It is in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to that episode on brokenness. Remember this, you are broken, I am broken, but in the master's hand, we become something absolutely beautifully broken. And actually, we become beautiful vessels ready to be used by the master Jesus himself. Continue to embrace your beauty in the Lord. And make sure that you daily declare and decree this thing. The Lord, my God, is with me, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in me, and in his love, he will no longer rebuke me, but he dances over me with joy and singing. Declare it, decree it, 
so that it is established in the heavens and the earth.